Welcome to the Z Media Podcast, where we talk about business, entrepreneurship, and all the steps it takes to be successful. Very good, Ubed. Very good. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, I kind of stopped wanting to do the intro there. I was like, ah. Oh. But you know what? We'll we'll build on it as we go. Because mm-hmm. right now, this is our you know intro podcast and um, something we've been wanting to get going for a while now, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's a quite some time now we've been talking about it and we've been planning it and yeah. now finally in 2023 yeah. we're actually sitting here and making this podcast i'm still getting used to the headphones and the voice like it sounds different but it's it makes me feel like a radio host you know what i mean yeah i was just thinking that too i was like yeah with the mics how it sounds it's like you're on radio it's totally different yeah. you know but yeah so you know, we came up with this concept and I think it would be a great way just to share some knowledge with our listeners and I guess viewers on YouTube if they're watching the video and really just talk about, you know, what we've been doing and what others have been doing. So I think the interesting part of this podcast can be is that inviting other people to kind of, you know, share their thoughts. And I think there's a lot of people since 2020 that have been looking into entrepreneurship and uh, business in general and it's something that, you know, uh, I've been involved with for the last decade or so, whether that's through social media, marketing, sales, building, you know, probably multiple businesses at this point. I think uh, together, really sharing those thoughts and hopefully it helps out a person or two. Yeah. And I feel like sharing knowledge is wisdom and it's better to always look at people who have done the things you want to do and then take your steps from there. It's like learning from other people's a, mistakes or experiences. And, you know, you can really have a path carved out for you rather than doing trial and error and making the mistakes that you really don't need to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, going back to this whole uh, journey of social media, at least for myself, I think uh, there was like a lot of trial and error. And I wish that there was some information from people that were already doing it that was readily available. Mm-hmm. I think it would have helped a lot, you know, and I think uh, we get those questions a lot. Even you, you know, sort of like TikTok famous now, right? Yeah. <laughs> or on social media through Zad Jewels. And if you guys don't know, that's our uh, jewelry company that I started about, uh, what is it, seven years ago? Seven years this November? October. Yes, no- November. November. Yeah, I should know this, but yeah, November. And uh, if you guys are wondering, well, Ubed's role is Ubed handles the operations and the whole nine yards. He's... Uh, basically the backbone of Zad Jewels. <laughs> yeah, Sama's uh, being too kind. I just do my part in the part of the team. And, you know, we all have the designated roles mm-hmm. that we take care of, right? You being on the content side and obviously making sure that everything is planned and, you know, we have a structure, we have strategies. And yeah. uh, me and Osama have, like, meetings not just in the office, but even after hours, you go on talks about... Tangents. <laughs> tangents, <laughs> yeah, not even just talks. <laughs> not just specific business talks. We'll go into a tangent of what's really happening. And I think, you know, we leave this podcast casual because it's an outlook for us, a creative outlook in a different way while, you know, they're sharing information. Now, going on tangents, I know we will be going on a lot of tangents on these things. And hopefully, you know, our viewers and subscribers will be able to ask some questions and then we'll be able to bring on some interesting guests as well as we do it. But the roles have been changing. And I think that's an interesting point since we're already on it in a business, how a role changes. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I first started the company, it was 
everything, like everything. You know what I mean? And at that time, you just can't see a team. I mean, you just, it, you, it doesn't even come to your mind to realize that there could be support, that there could be operations and departments and, you know, customer service and software and the whole nine yards. You just don't see it. If you mm -hmm. had told me that, you know, five years ago or even maybe three years ago, I would have been like, this person has no idea what they're <laughs> talking about, but thumbs up, you know, like, yeah, I hope so, right? That sort of thing. So, and I think you also played a very crucial role in that because, you know, when I started to delegate, that was quite tough. And, it, you know, I had to learn very rapidly because, you know, you feel like you could not almost do it better, but it's just like, no, I, I you know, it's a business, it's a baby that I built and I want to do everything. And then I realized really quickly that uh, I read some books, Harvard Studies, I found out that, you know, delegation is a very important tool for higher executive level positions, uh, which are also experimenting with nowadays as well. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, well, I got to really detach myself from the day-to-day -day tasks as much as possible so I can focus on uh, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. You know the saying, you know, there's a time where you have to work in the business and then you should be working on the business. Two different things. Exactly. Something I heard of. Never really understood till now, right? And then going back to it, I think uh, each role through this journey, because I guess from the starting, I played uh, every single role. And I think you're kind of going through that so you understand what I'm saying, is that it has its own impact and it has its own learning curve. And even at this stage, you know, for me, there's still a learning curve. And so I hope to actually learn from the people or the viewers and uh, that we end up speaking with and uh, kind of carrying uh, on from there too. So it's a two-way street. It's not mm -hmm. just us giving out information. I would love to like learn something. We're consistently uh, learning. That's what it yeah. is. And like watching and seeing like the roles change and different things to learn at every different role. It's quite interesting mm -hmm. at the same time. But like you're saying, it's you're never you're never going to stop learning, right? Yeah. There's always something to learn, something to make more efficient, be more proactive in, right? And like you said, instead of working in the business, working on the business to take it to new heights, right? Yeah. It's a different level every single day, right? And you can keep on improving. Uh, I don't. I think there's always room for improvement. Obviously, yeah. we can master something and you know set the standard for it. But now, how do we make it more efficient? Mm -hmm. Where's the next level? Okay, what do we have to do differently? How do we have to evolve? How will that affect our growth? All those things, and like you do that quite well, right? Uh, obviously, the company's here now. We're located downtown Toronto. It's the prime location for any business, right? Uh, yeah. We oversee Dundas Square. So, it, you know, you've done great, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a work in progress. You know, I've, I'm humbled that you would say that. I think it's a journey that, you know, any of us involved will probably not stop until... You know, you're in your grave. That's my thing. I'm yeah. never going to stop learning. My goals keep changing. And I think everyone else's does as well. As, as soon as we reach some level of success in our minds, I, I think, at least in my mind, that I push it further. I think you think the same way. But let me ask you one thing aside from that. You know, when you're going into business and, you know, you're basically playing an executive role at this point, the stresses that come with a business and come with dealing with people, right, and uh, sensitive timelines, how do you manage that? It's all about planning. I think that it all starts with the plan, being organized, and task management. So I use a time block method 
where as soon as I'm in the office or anytime I'm planning anything, I lay it all out. What do I need to do? Then I'll break it down into what's priority, and then I'll put it into time slots of an hour, half an hour, 20 minutes, two hours, whatever it may require to do the task. And I make sure that I get it done. Whatever is not completed in the time frame or by the end of the day, it becomes priority number one for the next day. So it's, I look at it day by day or hour by hour. I have to get this done properly, make sure it's completed. Once it is, I'll move on to the next thing. And that way, I feel like stress is caused by not anything else other than you not completing what you want to do. And sometimes we bite off more than we can chew. Mm-hmm. But if you I'm plan it... I'm a victim of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone yeah. would agree, family and friends alike, right? <laughs> yeah, and so that's how I stay on top of it. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm not stressed. I, yeah. I don't stress at all. I know I'm doing my very best at every given moment. Yeah. And I'm completing everything I want to complete. And also, if it's not completed, I always have a contingency plan. So that way, I really don't have to worry. As long as I'm doing what I need to do, yeah, it'll be completed. And then, obviously, I take cold showers every morning, so... Yeah, the whole cold shower thing. I mean, I've heard uh, from a few people, including yourself, that it really, really makes a positive impact. I think it's the most anxious thing you'll do probably in your entire day <laughs> because I've tried it. Man, was it painful. Like, I couldn't I couldn't breathe. I tried, like, I only lasted 15 seconds. And painful, in this, it's not even painful. I think it's the fear. Mm-hmm. And then the gasping of air that really just throws you off. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I think I, I didn't even try after that, probably. It happens so, to everybody. Quite normal. Uh, the feeling that you get after a cold shower, it's basically dopamine rush that you naturally get. Normally, we get it from doing things that make us happy, eating certain types of food, sugar, right? Or something that ta- seems like it's taking our life away, basically. <laughs> like yeah. That's what a cold shower feels like. Yeah. Like an ice cold shower, it just feels like, oh my God, I'm not going to survive this, you know? So I started the same way. It was getting in and it was like the cold water would hit me and I'm like backing out of it. I'm gasping for air. But now I'm standing in that cold shower until I'm getting like a brain freeze almost. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to back I mean, out of this now. That's pretty awesome because you do that daily. It's something I, I would definitely like to try, but Maybe not tomorrow, maybe the day after. <laughs> I'm just going to bring an ice-cold bucket and just dump oh, it on man, the office. It's crazy. Surprise, Osama. <laughs> yeah, so I guess thinking out loud, you mm-hmm. know, because we don't really have a full structure for this podcast, how do you think it should generally go? And I think we leave that question to our viewers. Hopefully mm-hmm. there's at least one person watching <laughs> or listening, right? That uh, how do you think the structure should be? Should it be on certain topics that we have assigned for that podcast and go through it you know when we have someone of course we can interview and then have questions ready for them or some sort of thing like that that's how most people do it and then because we're leaning more towards entrepreneurship business marketing sales in a fun way that everyone can use and adapt and you know focusing not just on components of business but psychology of ourselves and others and how they deal with things because half the battle in business is, is a psychological one, mm-hmm. I think. I believe it too. Uh, you know, fighting with consistency. That That's across the board, whether in business or not. You could be, you know, a student in school or, you know, working your way up the job ladder, uh, corporate, whatever it might be. I think uh, you deal with those, you know, you have to be consistent. You have to be determined. You have to try to be motivated when you can be. And so I think there's quite a bit to bit to learn from that, right? Yeah, I feel like 
we talked about it before. What's what's more important, motivation or consistency? And you maybe know. maybe we'll run down it because I guess it was a while ago. I know what you're talking about. I think that was a, a year ago. Yeah. Question was, what is more important, being motivated or being consistent? I originally thought that being motivated because I used to watch a lot of motivational videos, right? Yeah. And then apply that. And then I realized motivation is such a thing that, you know, that betrays you. <laughs> it's, it's a game, bro. It's like, I'm motivated. Yeah, I'm motivated. Now but I'm then not. It's to keep that level of motivation consistently, not just day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. I don't know. It, I, I wasn't able to do it. And I learned not very quickly, but I learned eventually that, okay, if I can't stay motivated, because that's an emotional high. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do well in long periods of emotional highs and lows. And so I was like, I got to pick up something else and run with it. And so I started to look into consistency, determination, other aspects that are also spoken about, especially with entrepreneurs. And I realized being consistent definitely outperforms motivation. By the way, being motivated is a lot more fun. I'll tell you right (laughs) off the bat. But it's momentarily. But the thing is, when the motivation fails, you need to have some sort of trigger or mechanism to carry you through the rough times, which are going to be plenty and a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot more than you think. And so consistency, almost to like a military standard, brings even when you're failing, you just kind of do it by habit. And because you make your schedules consistent, your time, maybe the times you're showing up to work or, you know, the tasks that you must complete... If you're consistent, even if you're having a a shitty day, you'll be perfectly fine. And so consistency always will be better than motivation because you will see a lot more results in consistency than you'll see over time with motivation. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I feel like that's been one of uh, my, like, holding stones to anything I do. It's like, and now, let's just say, like, three years in, it's like from the smallest thing of having an alarm. I don't have alarms. I You're crazy. Up, I, wake up <laughs> I need like three, <laughs> but with, oh. which is pretty awesome because you, you must have good sleeping habits. Yeah, and but like it's different for you, right? You have a daughter, you know, it's different. Babies. Yeah, I will right? definitely use that as an excuse. <laughs> if a baby and married, you know, it's like very tough. But yeah. it comes down to like, you know, what you value. I, I, I hate to use it as an excuse, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it started with that. I saw a change in that because consistently I was waking up at a certain time and before I used to have alarms, but now it's like whatever time I want to wake up, it doesn't matter. I just tell myself this is the time I'm going to wake up. I go to sleep whether it's three hours, four hours, or eight hours that I sleep. I'm waking up literally like two minutes before the time I'm supposed to wake up. It's crazy. I do feel like with your schedule, because you've done it over a period of time, a few years probably, that your body is adjusted to that. Uh, you know, hats off to you. That's, that's a good achievement because if you can wake up without an alarm clock, I know you don't even drink coffee. No. That means your 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 sleeping habits and you've trained yourself to do so, which is not an easy task because I struggle with it constantly. <laughs> Luckily, I have the flexibility nowadays, but uh, it's something that uh, that is, you know, tough to do, right? Yeah, and, you know, it starts off with one thing and then it kind of, like, goes on to another. Then it became with the cold showers. Then it became with, like... What time I'm like prepping everything? Like my suits are already ready. The day I know before, what, the day, the night before, yeah. yeah. So 
today's outfit was already planned. Yeah. Right. That so helps. It helps, you know, shoes, which shoes I'm wearing, et cetera. It's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. So then that consistency bleeds into other things. And now all of a sudden you have a full on routine. Yeah. Consciously or subconsciously, you know what you're doing at all times. And those habits, you know, get better over time. Yeah. And that's what also helps you finish up uh, whatever you need to get done, whatever task you have, whatever goal you want to achieve. And I also feel like people want like immediate change. Sure. Like it's like instant gratification. Social like, media is uh, great at enforcing that mechanism. Yeah, and <laughs> instant I, gratification, which you know, I don't, I don't believe in. Yeah, and uh, I feel like someone who can delay that, someone who can kind of look past that instant gratification. People talk to me about this: is what I want to do in the next. Of course, I have daily goals, weekly goals, quarterly goals, yearly life goals, goals, life yeah. goals, right? Decade, but like majority of my goals are not. For the now, they're like, okay, five years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now. So it's like, it kind of sets you up that way. And once you kind of look, start looking at things like that, then it's like, okay, I have to do what I have to do today. It's like walking a mile. It all begins with taking that first step. Yeah. Right? A lot of people are afraid of taking that one step. They're like, oh, no, no. But you have to try. That's what you have to do. Well, uh, I'll just put a note in here. I definitely tried two days ago to sleep early. And I didn't sleep till like 4 a.m. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was failure one. And then I tried again, I think, just yesterday. That was two days ago and then yesterday. Uh, no, sorry, the day before. And uh, I didn't sleep again till like 2, 3 a.m. <laughs> but anyways, I'm not going to give up on that. I think it's my body trying to trick me, you know, into... Because it's not used to it, right? I'm going to keep doing it until like at least... I, I realize I need like... Honestly, some people say six hours, but me, I need seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. Like, I don't do well if I don't get that. Yeah, it's it's needed. Sleep is so important. Yeah. And like you said, like, it's one of the things in my routine that I think, well, not I think I know has affected everything else around it. Because if you're not sleeping well, then you can, you know, not have... Things can happen in the day, but they'll throw you off more. Constantly, right? every every single day, there's something going on. And I think I struggle with that the most because, like you say, take on too much. Bite, would, bite, bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, uh, my mouth is basically <laughs> stuffed at this point. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I tend to do. And the thing is, like, uh, it's hard for me to turn off my brain at nighttime. And so actually what I've been considering is, I think a note from your book, because, you know, when you're done work, you kind of, put the phone aside and don't really mess with it too much. I'm thinking I'm addicted to my phone, so I need to put my phone aside but put something else in my hand. And what I thought about was, hey, maybe I should get a Kindle because a Kindle is very useless in the sense of you can't use apps and you can, but like it's black and white, you can read a book. I know as soon as I start reading a book, I'm probably going to knock out after <laughs> 10 pages. <laughs> So it's just like me holding something and watching something with not so much blue light or whatever might make the difference. What do you think? Should I invest in that? Or? I think that's a good idea because you know your habits. I do. And I tell someone, like, someone, don't do this. Yeah, but I'm just going to try it. <laughs> Bro, stop, man. Try what? Like, for example, biting off words and chew. Like, okay, what about this idea? Yeah. I'm like, Osama, I already know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I can't, like, I always need to do something. Like, for, for example, Zajul's. You constantly see me integrating new types of technology, and hence AI is out. So yeah, I've been working on things, you know, yeah. just to make sure that you know, obviously, our customers, you know, get the best experience. But it's just an addiction on my side as well, to be honest. I'm obsessed. with It's not it. a bad thing though. It's a gift, right? A lot of people 
sometimes cannot come up with new ideas. Mm -hmm. So I actually look at the other way around. I think it's a gift. It's just more about how you want to streamline it or where's mm -hmm. that one thing you want to focus on. And when you do that, you always knock those things out anyway. Like you said, get that Kindle. You know you yeah. want to sleep. Okay, yeah. <laughs> read 10 pages. Yeah. I'm sure you want to sleep then. Yeah, so because I know uh, how I am as a person, I mean, Zedrules, you know, it's, it's, it's our work, is our passion, is what we do, right? And so I'm like, how do I get that? You know, I need, I'm like, I need that, those cravings fulfilled. So, you know, internally within the company, I'm building things out. Or, you know, if I'm, you know, there's not much more we can do with Zedules because the technology is there. We have a really well laid out system after, you know, doing it for seven years. So what I, what I tend to do is then I'll be like, okay, how can I help? Sana or Liba or where can I provide more knowledge uh, in terms of like, you know, my obsession, which I need to build. I need to build something. That's why I love making custom jewelry because, you know, it's a project. It's unique and you don't know it better than anyone that every project is unique because of the people also involved. Absolutely. And the jewelry piece that you're making, it keeps you right on your toes. It's, uh, it's every day is a new day and every day is challenging. And I think human beings need to be challenged and you know fulfills it checks off all the boxes and and i think that's where we also relate a lot like i love creativity i love new unique things yeah. and with custom jewelry it's like of course we do engagement rings custom bracelets yeah. custom necklaces anything you can dream and envision of we can bring to reality yeah and that's just amazing i'm like a kid in a candy store yeah, because creatively uh, you know me too right like i'm just <laughs> I, I was like we can do this you can do that it's like so much. When people ask, sometimes I don't know who I am at all, like randomly maybe on the street or whatnot, right? Uh, or some sort of occasion. I'll be like, hey, I make uh, shiny things. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the you know, that's, it's, it, that's what it is. But it's like, uh, it's just it's just funny to me. But like everyone finds their place. And you know what? There, there might be topics that we can go into that, you know, the, where the start of this process happened because it didn't just happen with one idea and then we rolled with it for seven years and boom it's you know everything was perfect there were struggles along the way pr before we even got to that jewels right so mm -hmm. i guess we i mean i i guess you know it's it's been different timelines but at the same time it was different changes and it was quite different at that point but i think that could also be for a different podcast because that's a lengthy story yeah and i know you have experiences uh, in different places as well that you can bring bring together mm -hmm. but yeah prior to like you know the it's been almost seven years uh it's it's been a journey and i think the whole journey has taken me about 10 or 11 probably and so it'll be interesting and i'm i'm okay to share i was worried to share things earlier on in my career because you know failures is something that you don't really want to share with people people judge you you know it's a world like that and so you know when you haven't made it per se if you have a failure, you're considered a loser. And so, you know, we all uh, feel those uh, social pressures. And mm -hmm. so I wasn't okay with sharing that. But I think on this podcast, I will be going ahead and sharing all of it. I'm okay to do that. And, uh, you know, because once you get it, you know, once you get to a certain level, you've, you're confident enough to like, be like, hey, you know, this is probably what everyone else has gone through with as well. I don't know if anyone personally that had no struggles or no failures or didn't have to pivot in business, you know. And so uh, I think it would be a good insight for people that are even thinking about entrepreneurship. Maybe they're working a job and want to do like a side gig or people that are just full time like, hey, working 
to build a business, you know, might help out. It would have helped me out, to be honest with you. And some, you know, some things I read and listened to did help me out. And and of course, like you're right, it's it's quite scary to be judged for your failures mm -hmm. at an early path, right? Like, yeah. oh, you know, you start something and you're failing at it. You tell people that like, haha. Yeah, like, exactly. Told you so. You weren't gonna make do. it. Yep. But like, I look at it in a way that if you're not failing, that means you're not even trying. Yeah. Right. So 100%. it's like every step of the way where you're failing, it's an opportunity. Yeah. It, with anything in life, right? You try something. For example, cooking. You cook a recipe. Um, you no, know, no, you gotta taste it. Doesn't, it. it you, gotta you gotta taste it. Doesn't give taste it to good. other people. It doesn't yeah. taste good. Okay, what was wrong with it? Okay, this is what I need to do. Yeah. I need to cook it for longer, etc. Add more salt, sugar, spice, yeah. etc. And then you do it again, you get better, you do it again, yeah. you get better. And then at different stages, I feel like, you know, you hit different benchmarks sure. where you hit different types of failures. Yeah, Where exactly. then it's like, it's not really a failure. It's like, okay, how can I make this better? Yeah. For the client as an experience for custom jewelry, for example, or in general in any other aspect. It's yeah. like you're consistently going to hit a wall. Yeah. But that's great because that means you're hitting a ceiling which you're going to break through. Yeah, I think it's just a work in progress, but like, I guess a quick, from my experiences, you know, you when you're thinking about entrepreneurship, you want to hit it hard, fast, and fail as many times as possible. Because there are things that people will say that don't make sense at that moment, and you need to learn through your failures. And if you're lucky enough to be that, I don't know, 1%, I don't know the stats on it, but I assume it's very low to get lucky enough to like, just hit one idea, and then execute it to a, such a degree that it's successful, uh, you know, that's hats off to you. But it was never my journey, and I don't think of uh, many people that have had that journey. And so people get stuck on this notion of the perfect idea, you know. I don't think there's any perfect idea. I think what you really should be focusing on is the idea should be viable, of course, Right. But then getting to the point of execution is probably the thing that's going to decide if you make it or you don't. And I learned that the hard way. Uh, executing a, a business or a business plan or an idea is a much tougher, in my opinion, than than having a great idea. Because you could take any business, for example, like a restaurant, mm -hmm. right? The idea, the food concept, all of this is great. But I would say the execution of the location, the marketing, you know, the uh, the customer service, the timelines of when they're receiving, there's so much that goes along to it. And you have good knowledge about that side. So what do you think about that? Do you think execution is the main thing? Or do you feel, I mean, and, you know, we, we have opposing thoughts because sometimes we think differently. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times we do sort of like join together on that. Do you think the idea needs to be like top grade? Or do you think uh, the execution of that idea matters more? I think it's a little bit of both, mm -hmm. but I also agree on the side where, you know, the execution is, I think, top, most important. You know, 60, 70 percent, I'd say it's OK, because if you can execute better than the next guy, you'll make money. You'll make money. And let's be honest, at the end of the day, I love to build things, but the end product is money. And it took me a long time to understand that. I'm like, no, I just I love business, this, that. And at the end of the day, I realized that what I do love personally is building things and I know the end result will be money and what does money provide it provides uh, more time and more time means freedom and I think that's what people are generally looking for you know kind of stepping out of the matrix right yeah. but at the same time there's nothing wrong with jobs because business is something all-consuming 
Yeah, and everyone is different, right? Everyone, yeah. Not everyone is cut out to be an yeah. entrepreneur or a business owner. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to finish off what you said earlier with, uh, you know, what is more important technically. I feel the idea is important, but the execution is important just as much. And then on top of that, I also feel like people just want to say, like, get it perfect in the first shot. And instead of chasing perfection, yeah. I believe that the execution part will come with chasing excellence. Because as long as you're chasing excellence, you're doing better every single time. Yeah. You know, you will be able to execute. Can I say something? Yes. I'm going to expose you a little bit. Yes. When you were starting YouTube. Yes. Right. In the 1900s. No, just like, what is it? Five <laughs> years ago? Four years ago? Yeah. I think a year later, you joined Zed Jewel, something like that. Yeah. You asked me a few questions. Yes. You're like, I want to vlog. Yes. I'm like, great. Get to it. And then month after month, you know what you did? You yeah. tried to perfect that vlog. You had yes. six hours of vlog footage a day. <laughs> I wanted to make movies. You know how much vlog footage I have? Like literally like 30 minutes, maybe. Yeah. And then you had per day six hours. I couldn't imagine the editing time. And you were trying to get it perfect. And yeah. so uh, not to exactly. shoot shots at you're here, no, but you're like, right. I'm just saying that you kind of felt that. Mm -hmm. And I think like I think you would agree that if you just put it out there, edited it and moved on from it and perfected it as you went, like we're going to do on this podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. literally. <laughs> you have no idea what we're doing. But like, it, it's a better better thing that you can apply to the entrepreneurship and whatnot. Yeah, right? and I realized that. I was like, this is not working for me. Yeah. Right? We used to talk about your like, a little bit of little, ex you know, details. So Sam was like, listen, what do you want to do? Make videos, right? Simple format. Make one minute clips of yourself. Yeah. And by the way, this is like way pre small content, you know, short term content. This yeah, is yeah. way before that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I gotta make 10 one minute long clips of myself. Yeah. But then I realized what I wanted wasn't what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Because how I was kind of looking at it was like a movie in yeah. my life, right? <laughs> yeah, you're, right? you're, you're definitely the sort of lover boy. Is that what it <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And. You know, man's uh, got roses tatted <laughs> and everything, right? <laughs> Bro, listen, love is love, you know? Yeah. I believe in love. But anyways, that's for another topic. Yeah, you, you can go on that let's, topic. Let's I'll, just, go on that I'll be like, yes, okay, I understand. <laughs> but I realize I'm like, no, this is, you know, not going for me. Because working, sitting on six hours of footage, watching it, and, you know, as yeah, a... That's a, that's tough. As being self-obsessed, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this, is, this clip is better. No, this clip is better. And yeah. at the end of the day, what would happen... I wouldn't be able to execute anything at all. Anything at all. And that's a great point that you just made because that that's, you know, you get paralyzed by analysis, right? Yeah. And so in coming up with an idea and execution and, you know, all of that, I think you can definitely do that to yourself. And I think it's like, you know, you do have to think about things, but it's more about if you're not doing it, then you just wasted the whole time. I'm not blaming you for doing no, it. I, I think... All of us have done it. The, the only thing, I guess, for me, what's happened is I've done it at a very early age. It's like 20, 21. And consistently. <laughs> yeah, because I'm hard-headed in some ways, right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, like, you know, when I was in school for biology and nutrition and, you know, finishing that up, I was in sciences, nothing business-related at all, you know, trained as a pharmacy technician, probably en route to become a pharmacist. That's what I was thinking at that time. I was like... One day I got up, I think it was third year university. I'm like, you know, I'm going to take my degree, but I'm not going to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I told my parents, I'm like, look, I'll get in the degree, but like I'm moving on from this, right? 
And so, uh, yeah, then I, pres- I chose that I, this is what I envision my, my life being. And sure, let it be, uh, whether it's a dollar that I earn or millions of dollars, we'll find out. But like, this is a path that makes me happy comes even if it comes with stresses along the way so i just started making those decisions early on and then i i knew that i was going into this journey of business but not knowing what to do and i told myself like look listen you're gonna probably fail and i just told myself upright i started a construction company you know quotations it's like it was you know cutting grass right nothing wrong with that it's just i wasn't doing landscaping right but i wanted like you know that's what i was looking at right and uh, at the same time, I had a project where we're also doing car detailing. So it's like a mobile car detailing service. My dad, like, comes up to me one day. You know, my parents are super supportive. That was one of the main reasons that this ever took place because they were like, sure, why don't you go ahead and try? But then my dad also said that, you know, you, you should be studying, using your mind, but you want to use you're you want to you want to be more physical and you know get into an industry that's already saturated i told my dad i'm like wait one second i I agree with you it's just that i want to be a businessman i I don't know what that what that means let me go out there let me struggle Uh, and and yes i struggled and uh and i learned a lot of things from it and so my dad understood that i needed to do it four or five months later that company was uh under we'll go into details of why what happened there was partnerships involved and equipment and things that's a whole like we could talk a long ways about that and learn a lot of lessons from that journey alone right so yeah i mean going back to the the thought of like people just being paralyzed i think the best message to take from this is that you know figure out something that you think you might like because you think you might like it might not like it when you're doing it exactly yeah and there's a i think we've all faced that uh example maybe you can give maybe a short little example of that uh yeah youtube was one (laughs) youtube was definitely thank you i'm just only a youtuber (laughs) (laughs) listen you're no it's 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 something you're successful at and it's because of your hard work resilience and consistency Right. Yeah, I guess I'm a, I'm a, what do you call it? A tiny YouTuber, small YouTuber? Uh, yeah, a tiny YouTuber, bro. <laughs> yeah, YouTuber, like Osama's a little too humble about it. Hashtag, you know, you can uh, see his family vlogs at uh, the Zad family <laughs> on YouTube. No, but definitely YouTube was one thing for me because I had a lot of close friends, including yourself, like in the YouTube community. And, you know, I've always had support and help, guidance. Yeah. yeah. But I re- that was one of my things. I realized that, you know what, this is not what I'm about. You know, I wanted long-term content and that's what I was trying to do. But at that time, that's not what YouTube was about. Yeah. Right. And I also realized creatively, I'm very creative, but it's quite, you know, self-obsessive as I already am. It's like tweaking my own (laughs) vlogging could be that, (laughs) you know, like because you're just staring at a camera and talking, especially when you're doing it alone. At least like, you know, I'm usually vlogging with Sana uh and baby zyra as well right yeah. uh but before it used to be just me and sana so yeah it's different i do yeah it was like that. me i'm like going to the gym and i'm yeah. like i'm putting that out you yeah. know and then like i'm going on trips with my friends and then they're like doing their they're walking like they're walking like ahead of me or beside me and i'm like i'm in this little world yeah of my yeah. own yeah and it's that's what different. i realized yeah. it's a different world it's mm. definitely a different world and it's you know kudos to all the youtubers out there or anyone who creates content it's a tough job it's yeah. a it's a tough thing to do and you really have to be passionate about yeah. it and uh, you really want to do it yeah and for me you know how i am i'm very easy going in life yeah. obviously i'm very strict as well but i'm on the other side very easy going i was like yeah okay that's why i was having six hours of footage yeah but that is definitely one thing i realized i'm like you know what 
not for me. Yeah. And uh, I think that was almost like five years ago. And then kind of making the transition into sitting, focusing on what I like doing, what yeah. my skill set is, yeah. what I enjoy. And the biggest thing is happiness. If you're happy, that's all that really matters. And you yeah. want to be doing things that make you happy. Sure. Right. And consistently being a part of different businesses, you know, growing, learning. And, you know, long behold, you know, my journey has brought me to Zed Jules. Right. Yeah. And I guess and that's your creative outlook. Yeah. And point. it works perfectly. And funny thing is we're also on YouTube now. Too. Yeah. You're on YouTube and directly and social media. Yeah. Like. So me and Osama used to talk about this, like, well, either you're going to do it or you're not. Right. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But now in a funny way, how the world is like closes is a close circle. Yeah. It's like a full circle. It's like the more I wanted to get away from social media. Yeah. Like <laughs> we're everywhere on social media. So it's like God has can, a way of making things work. I yeah. truly believe that. Um, people, you know, could be calling it a high energy or spirit or whatever. For me, it's it the cycle closes as long as you keep your intentions good and you know it somehow works out in the end anyways. Yeah. And like now whether you like it or not, you're still on there. Because <laughs> I remember I remember uploading and getting like a hundred views, views, right? Yeah. And I used to tell you about something. Like, me up. I'm like, like oh, that's good. Because, you know, I like to support my friends. Me, I'm like, hey, at least that's a hundred better than zero. Zero, right? For 90, you know? Yeah. like, and, uh, and that's how we all started, right? Yeah, and there's always a start to something. And now, you know, on our social platforms, we have like millions of views. And it's like now looking back, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Right. So Literally. It's, it's quite interesting how like things take their own way. It was, it was just another little point here but it was interesting for me to also hear the youtube community that they weren't even able to like share some information like simple things of how to start where to go and things of that nature like it was shocking to me how people are not even willing to share information that's probably readily available it's, it's public right it's public and so i was completely shocked i'm like hey listen chill and i think we sat in that car for like an hour or two hours and you're like looked at me like no one's ever told me this. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell were they telling you then, right? <laughs> yeah, because people are, I feel like people are so focused on themselves. Yeah. And sometimes they want to give you advice, but they'll gatekeep. Sure. And, I, and I'm not a gatekeeping type of person. You definitely not. Yeah. So I'm like. Open hearted, you know, <laughs> you know, like it is what it is. And I think that's why we connect, I think, on different levels because we're both similar in that way, just have different personalities, of course. Yeah, because I'm like meeting all these people from like all ends of the industry. Yeah. And you ask them a question and they're like deer in headlights. Yeah. Like it's like, hey, how do I avoid this question? Yeah. It's like, right. I'm not going to take away your business. Yeah. And you know, that's how not everyone's like that, but I'm very straightforward and I'll ask you what it is. And I'm not saying I expect the answer, but you know, I saw a lot of deer in headlights and yeah. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And that's another thing that I saw with the entertainment industry, yeah. per se, specifically. Or not, YouTube seems, can be entertainment. Yeah, which is similar. I think yeah. they're all kind of grouped together in a way. Yeah. Um, and um, if people are just people that can be selfish. With YouTube, yeah. modeling. I, I saw all it in that. all sorts yeah. of different places. And I was like, whoa. So, so this I, is how people I, are. I will tell you, because I'm a YouTuber, I know how people are. They're, they can be selfish. Uh, they're self-absorbed. Uh, and they get a lot of attention. Let's just be honest. Thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of views. And it's a constant battle. And I'm not saying everyone. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but they're, they're def it does take an effect on them. Um, I don't think inherently people are meant naturally to be that, you know, quotations again, somewhat famous, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have to work on that because 
the comments and and to their part, you know, maybe they've been screwed, you know, mm-hmm. from companies and other people taking advantage. Uh, and it's a lonely world working your way up against the grain. You got to be different to get up there. And so by the time they get up there, they're very set in their ways, mm-hmm. right? And so also the barrage of comments and hate, even if it's like 1%, generally it's 1%, really. No one else has time to like leave hateful comments, but they can get very deep when you're vlogging. So you got to build thick skin. So mm-hmm. you're working on these defense mechanisms. And I think a lot of these people end up, what they end up doing is becoming like very... Uh, to us, like from a visual eye, like selfish in a way and cut off from. So maybe they're facing those. So maybe that's why they act that way. But at the end of the day, I think it's just a harmful way of thinking, even if they're doing it to protect themselves and something that's, you know, that's going to be worked on. And by the way, YouTube, you know, became YouTubers became really like up there in the last few years. It's not there's not that too many studies done on the impact of all this. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a weird world. I think the the social media or Hollywood, Bollywood, I think it's all that is probably the same, uh, yeah, I, I assume. So. And so it's like it's a, it's a different beast on its own. Yeah, and, you know, I look at people and the way we kind of assume how people are is how we perceive ourselves, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you're honest, you don't expect anyone else to yeah. not be honest with you. Yeah. Right, but everyone's going through their own thing, you know. People have different views, perspectives. Yeah. Right. Not every. There's a saying. It's like I realized that the world was a costume party, and I showed up as myself. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like that analogy that kind of applies. Everyone has some sort of uh, costume on. Yeah, like a facade. Or a facade. It's like a, it's yeah. like a facade, and it's like yeah. people introduce you to people. You think that's like okay, like a friend of a friend. It's like yeah. okay, you know what? This is someone who's kind. Blah blah blah. But really. Yeah. You know, the great thing about entrepreneurship and business, because you face a lot of this early on and it actually really hurts you, not just at the emotional level, but at your pockets. You, you, you know, you start partnering up with the wrong people, you start losing money or you waste your time, which also means losing money. Right. Because mm-hmm. business people, entrepreneurs work for free until a client walks through their door. Right. Yeah. You know, the saying I left my 40 hour job so I could work 80 hours 80 building hours. my business. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I think at the end of the day, it's all learning lessons. And, uh, you know, you become very good at gauging people. I don't want to say judging, but like, you know, you can pick up on people that are sort of iffy in that way. And that's also part of becoming an entrepreneur and building a business because you can't avoid people. No, you can't. Business more than anything is about relationships. It's about relationships. Uh You have to deal and have those difficult conversations. Sometimes it's fun. Yeah. But sometimes it's not so fun. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And I, I feel like overall in business, in the world, everyone's going through their own little journey. Yeah. I feel like there's, and that's why we feel, or I, I'll say collectively, that a podcast is so necessary to let people know that, hey, you know what, whatever your business ideas are, let's talk about it. Sure. Uh, let's talk about strategies. Let's talk about how marketing plays. Yeah. Right? Opening up uh, the book of experiences, yeah. So people don't have to go through what they don't really need to go through, hundred percent. And they can just, you know, have a synopsis of yeah. certain situations and apply that to their business, yeah. And they'll have all their answers rather Maybe. than searching it or, you know, you what know? the what the issue going on that point of information. There's too much out there. You just don't know which strategy to choose. 
which people to listen to. I think we're going to keep it quite simple. I think you're probably on the same page as that, that, you know, we're applying these strategies day to day. And as we get live feedback from the viewers and questions that they may ask and the people that we interview, we can answer them along the way. And I think half the issue has always been is like, am I doing the right thing while I'm building this idea or business or, you know, uh, making this move at work? You know, it's not just about business. These are aspects you can use, you know, to progress into other layers of, uh, uh, of jobs and things. And hopefully, you know, we'll have other executives and things of that nature kind of opening up. Uh, the role of politics and things that might play in the workplace as well and how do you progress yourself and get promotions. I think they all play a role in this whole thing. And then I think that'd be that'd be a great way of getting information across and uh, we'll just run with it. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's important. It's so important in today's day and age. Like you said, there's so much information out there. You don't know where to go, mm-hmm. who to turn to. And if you have, you know, selective people who are doing what you want to do, or have an idea of the path that yeah. you feel like you need to be on as well. Well, you know, this is a way to open those doors. Yeah. Have those open conversations, right? Because at the end of the day, you want... Er- this is my personal opinion, and then this is yours. So you want sure. people yeah. around you to be successful. Yeah, 100%. right. And uh, we do that with our friends. We have conversations, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you need help with? You have to you uplift know? people around you because the thought process of this person is going to get ahead of me and then you need to pull them down is the wrong way of thinking. Why don't you be an asset to that individual? Why don't you be a, like a, a friend or a co- whatever it might be to help them? Obviously, in some doing something that doesn't harm you, right? Of course. And, you know, I want people to around me to be like billionaires. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Of course, it's going to benefit me eventually, right? You know, when someone makes it, you know, it'll close itself off, you know, maybe to purchase something from me or like, you know, help out in other ways that I never saw. Right. And I think we have to uplift one another and and focus on that. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it in so many different, you know, job placements I used to have. Like you ask a question to anybody, supervisor, manager, they give you like a very wishy-washy answer to like, okay, figure it out yourself. And it's like, but why? Right. Mm -hmm. And a good friend of mine told me, he's one of my best friends, he said, look, but everyone has their lane, right? You have to focus on your lane. We're side by side in our own lanes, right? You have to focus on your lane and we're all going to our destination. And, you know, as long as you kind of realize that you're on your own path, you focus. But then at the same time, you can go to your valued friends, colleagues, people around and have open conversations about, hey, this is what I'm doing. What would you say to implement, to improve or, you know, evolve or grow, what can we do? And then they give you their perspective, you share yours. Because we talked about this earlier, working in a business versus working on a business are two different things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're only seeing our perspective because that's what we're doing. So it's always like, I ask you, I'm like, Osama, what do I need to do here? What do you think? Or vice versa, you're like, yo, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. It's like that gives us that perspective that we need. It will help us. But a lot of the times... It's not that people don't want to ask or people don't want to tell. Sometimes they don't even know they need help. Yeah. Right? Sure. And having these conversations show them, okay, maybe I need to think about my business yeah. or whatever think I want to do next. Differently. Yeah. yeah. Different point of views. And personally, that's what I'm hoping for as well when uh, we do start speaking with people that, you know, seeing uh, the world from a different light, I think, or a different angle is a great asset to have. And then eventually you can choose what you do with it, you know. 
take the good and apply it, leave the bad that you think that might not work, leave it to a side, but at least you have another perspective. And I think that will really, really, uh, you know, may help you move forward. Yeah, and the focus should also be on your long-term happiness, right? Talking about instant gratification, oh, this makes me happy right now, let me just do this. Mm-hmm. Well, does it really make you happy or are you just doing it because of that's what you think the new thing is? Yeah. So I think like that will open that up. Like you said, having guests and talking to them about their different businesses, yeah. what strategies they applied, where were their failures. Or even having people that are specialists and in sales, marketing, psychology, like there's a whole broad spectrum. And I think, you know, we'll touch each each aspect of it. And I think it will be really interesting. But I think on that note, we should end this podcast. And Mm -hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed our initial intro session while we figure things out. And definitely we'll be posting a podcast on Spotify and all the other channels and also on YouTube as well. And uh, yeah, give us your feedback and uh, hopefully we will, you know, see you next time. It's been a pleasure. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.